but it's cool yeah they've taken that and they're actually like we're going to call it princess monoku i can't say the name no. mononoku Mono- 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 but no. like they Mon- do- <laughs> mononoke mononoke Mononoke. Mononoke. Either or. Not no. Oku. I'm going to start again. Um, it's cool because they've taken this idea of Prinismon. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny's a princess. <laughs> okay. They've taken this. start it off and then you can jump in. Wait <laughs> half an hour. They've taken this idea of, like, and called it Princess Mononoke. Hi folks and welcome to Waiting for Catbus, a conversational podcast where four friends gather around a kitchen table to rank and review every single Studio Ghibli movie in chronological order. I'm your host Ali and today I'm joined by Eddie, Hello. Abby, Hi. and Mark. Good day. <laughs> As always, really weird intros from everyone. We like to please. Um, the movie we're looking at today is Princess One Loki. What? Uh, you watched no, Princess good. Monaco, didn't you? Oh no, that's not good. Oh. Princess Diaries. So yeah, Princess Monaco, the tenth movie we've watched, tenth movie we've reviewed, because that's how that works. Um, we're it, halfway through. Yeah, yeah, we're officially halfway through. There or thereabouts, I think. Mm. Well, I thought it was eighteen. There's twenty on the Wikipedia list. Oh, no, I can't. Um, <laughs> there's no way to. It's know. not accounting podcast. Hang on, I'll just move it along on our abacus. <laughs> 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 very stiff abacus. Rusty. We don't use it very much. We've got phones. So, uh, so uh, Modern OK is definitely one that I think we've been um, waiting for in anticipation for. Um, obviously, like one of the biggest Ghibli hits out there. Mm-hmm. Certainly, like the movie that kind of put them on the map in the West. Certainly, like in the US and the UK biggest um, grossing film in Japan in 1997. Animated oh, really? film? Animated film, probably. Maybe biggest grossing film. I I'm... think I've read biggest grossing. Yeah, yeah I read that about other Studio Ghibli films. Yeah, I think they regularly just like smash yeah. box office um, records That's and stuff. That's incredible. So, but yeah, like like Disney films smash records. Too. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Although this isn't, wasn't like... Because I always think that's with kids' films, because you take kids to see films, but this was like the least kid-friendly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but this has been a 12, maybe. I'm not sure. It's pretty, like, I mean, we'll get into it, but, like, it, it's pretty violent, like, straight off the bat. Very gory. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, Modern OK uh, came out in 1997. Um, as I said, massive um, box office success in Japan. Um, very quickly got um, brought over to the US um, th- through Miramax. Mm-hmm. Um, just, like, a huge, huge movie um, in Japan. Didn't have, like, an amazing box office thing in the US, but, like, became this kind of huge not even like a cult hit just this massive um hit when it hit like home release and vhs and dvds and stuff and it continues to be one of like the most well-loved beloved kind of um not just ghibli movies but like animated movies of all time just full stop movies of all time it was the first animated movie to win the best um picture at the japanese oscars oh really yeah that's cool mm. it's interesting Ooh. that this because obviously when we get to spirit, really cool. spirited away is like the only um Japanese animated movie to ever win the best animated picture at the Oscars. Mm. Um, Spoilers. 
But this, is, this is one of the ones I'm like, I'm surprised it didn't get yeah. recognition. Well, this is one I've not really heard of before because obviously I've not watched any of them. Mm. This is one that just wasn't on the radar for me. Like, I knew that it was going to come to Spirited Away and House Moving Castle, but this one, like, really took me by surprise. I Similar with, like, Pompoko. <laughs> so uncultured. That's interesting because yeah, Pompoko like, is kind of, like, more understandable, yeah, but this mm. is such a such mm. a cultural phenomenon. Such In the same way that when we talked about Totoro, we talked about, like, how iconic certain images and moments from that movie became like Mononoke is full of those moments and sort of those like iconography and imagery that like just has resonated and continued to be like dominant in pop culture for yeah. the decades after it came out mm. don't really get a um, Sam onesie though no you should, I, bet, I bet you could I get bet a you get, I bet you can I bet you or can or the of the creepy face yeah <laughs> or just her like um, a hat that's just like her big Wolf head, wolf, yeah. like fur skin, which goes right down to, which is oh, quite that'd be cool, so but it cozy. looks so cool. You could just drop back and it'd be like ultimate, like automatic pillow. Oh. Oh. The mask is fairly common everywhere. The she wears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Before we jump into the plot, does anyone have any like? Since we're talking about um, how much of a success it is, does anyone have anything? Any good trivia they want to get off right off the bat? Abby, you surprising look... no one. <laughs> I have some. Do, does anyone want to take a guess who um, adapted it? The script for American audiences? Walt Disney. Close. <laughs> they brought him out of frozen retirement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They brought him back. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that. That's my oh, next piece of trivia. There was someone they brought back. No. Oh. <laughs> I was covering up my screen, but I can't see that. I Give can't us, read. Can we have a clue? Uh, you like his books. Well, definitely one book, and it's very long. Recently turned. Oh, oh yeah. Neil Gaiman? Yeah. Whoa. Neil Gaiman. So he did. So wait, explain. How did he do that? So, <laughs> how did he do that? So he did the um, the script. The script. The English version. The English version of the script was written by like written by him, obviously with translation and stuff. But like he okay. kind of crafted it. Um, and yeah, like I said, it was brought over by mm-hmm. um, Miramax, uh, obviously headed by Harvey Weinstein. Um, yeah. Oh. Uh, there's there's like a cra- there's a really famous like crazy story about mm-hmm. Weinstein. Obviously now we kind of like known for lots of other reasons, but. At the time, he was known for um, they called him like uh, Harvey, like scissor hands, because he was like um, ruthless, like cu- at cutting movies and like cutting bits out of scripts, and well, he was like adapting things, foreign films for U.S. audiences. So, like, like iconic, like pop fiction and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. He just like chopped stuff out, um, and because of that reputation, uh, after the movie got sent to him for like production in the U.S., uh, one of the producers of Monoki mm-hmm. sent him uh, a samurai sword. In the post with a note that just said no cuts. Wow. Which is like oh. a pretty big power move, yeah. Um, is yeah. it make cuts? No. No, this, so this That's is. That's why it's two hours 15. Yeah. Oh my Christ. Is that long? Yeah, it's yeah. a long movie. This is like arguably like one of the most like faithful adaptations of a given mm-hmm. movie that, that has ever come out, which is why like um, it remains as, like I guess, like violent and shocking as it does. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Obviously, there were changes made. So one of the things they had to change was around like uh, they had to localize some of the aspects of it to make it kind of like yeah. work for US audiences, which is why you get. Um, we'll jump into it maybe now. So like as we sort of jump into the plot, um, so the movie opens with that like um, like narration um, monologue of a guy talking about like oh it was this time it was it was this time of uh, gods and nature and like forest spirits and kind of like sets the scene a lot of that. Um, dialogue and that information there is like was added in to kind of let US audiences and Western audiences like better understand some of the the spirituality stuff that was being 
kind of symbolised. Yeah. They also changed sake to just be wine because apparently American audiences <laughs> don't know what sake know, is. That's super interesting. 1997 is a very different time. Yeah, that's super interesting. Oh, I can see why they would do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to be fair, Mark just said, "Who's that?" So. <laughs> character is this? Um, Pardon? So, so last week we looked we looked at. Um, we watched and talked about Whisper of the Heart, which is obviously a movie not directed by mm-hmm. uh, Miyazaki or Takahata. This is like the uh, a kind of like swing back to, to full Miyazaki and mm-hmm. like full control of directing and Keep writing. Miyazaki. And actually, I got like a really interesting fact from Wikipedia, which was that he was so involved in the animation production of the movie that he personally oversaw and made changes to like three quarters of the 144,000 cells mm-hmm. of animation that were used to make this movie. No. Yes. Yeah, 100, is... So that's 144,000. Frames. frames of animation that were like hand painted and drawn. I thought this so, was now into the age of like yeah. digital. So like Toy Story to come out, that's digital. But so is this not digital at all? Because Kevin the last. Oh okay, because the last film was the first Ghibli film to be like have a blend. Yeah, it? exactly. And this has a couple of moments of that, particularly around um, the like demon arm and stuff, where digital animation was laid on top of the mm-hmm. kind of traditional style. Um, but yeah, when that pig fades away to bones and stuff at the start. Mm, yeah, yeah, like weird looking. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like claymation almost. Yeah. 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 So speaking of the start, we'll get into it. So yeah, as I said, you're um, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we get we get kind of like introduced to the setting of the movie with this like really cool narrative intro um, that like sets a very different scene to the rest of the good movies we've we've kind of watched so far. Like it is this epic fantasy movie um, set in hodgepodge um, <laughs> middle ages version of Japanese history. It's mm-hmm. like the 12th century, I think. Fourteenth. 14th. 14th century. Mm-hmm. But yeah, obviously just like a super different setting already straight off the bat than everything else we've seen. It's funny watching this, because we talked a lot about like, what, like Mark, like what you d- didn't engage you about Whisper of the Heart being like, oh, you wish it had like more like fantastical elements mm, and more. And like, yeah, yeah. watching this, I was like, actually, obviously there is like, obviously Kiki's is, is like a se- kind of separate case, but like this is the first one where it's like, it's all fantasy. It's all completely Kiki, like, right in the face. Mm-hmm. It's all completely separate. Um, from reality, which is really cool. I loved it. Straight away, when you see that big elk that he's riding. Oh, it's so good. And like, it, the movie does hit you right in the face, right? So like, it, it literally starts with the chase scene between um, yeah. Prince Ashitaka, who's like, mm-hmm. kind of like the protagonist in the movie, or one of the protagonists in the movie. It's kind of like, being chased, or is hunting, um, there's something in the woods, we're not sure what it is, um, and he's like riding back into town, tells these girls he sees on the way to turn around, um, and he's gonna go to a watchtower and like look out across the like the, the forest and see what's going on. And out of the forest bursts this like insane um, like monster, this like ball that's covered with all these like writhing black maggots and leeches and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's so, like it's such an immediate like here's an action scene straight off the bat, and it's so rad. And it like, was so intense. Like actually, I felt like it was proper sustained like terror almost like you yeah. felt yeah. like something bad was going to happen yeah. The way, yeah the way it was just like going across the ground and leaving just like dead grass yeah. and dead trees in its path was just insane it's just such a cool like the design of like mm. the way that the kind of like demony black goo like infects things is so awesome like and sets like, the tone for the yeah film, absolutely um and yeah like um Ashtaka kind of, i guess like lures the the what we kind of find out later is was is like this boar god that's been infected by these this kind of like these demon leeches mm. lures out of the forest and we have this like this just really cool chase scene and fight scene where he like is just kind of like hunting has his bow and arrows riding Yakul his cool giant red elk um, and he's just like kind of immediately gets introduced to this idea that he's like obviously kind of a badass he's a prince um, he's very good with a bow and arrow um, and he eventually obviously kills the the giant boar whose name I can't remember now they mm. were 
but it's just like a, like I say, it's a super rad intro to the movie. Um, and like from that moment, we kind of like are plunged into this like this world that is like decaying, and obviously something is infecting everything around them. And it's wrong. Um, and Ash Tucker like goes back to the elders of the village. He's have you mentioned that he's been he got a little bit gone? Oh yeah, of course. Oh, he's got a little bit gone. Does he get bitten, or is he just like touches arm? Touches it. Just tries to grab. I was like, don't let it touch you because it's cursed. Right, right, right. Yeah. Instantly, he's like, boop, got touched. <laughs> Yeah. can't resist <laughs> yeah yeah so he so um, he kills the thing we see that he's been cursed like you said the book like the creature like the black leech is kind of like fade away off him we see that he's just mm. this like carcass of a this giant ball oh, he's well angry because then the old lady goes up to him and is like uh, are you okay and he's like uh, you're gonna feel my hate for oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 because he's full of hate because it's not just and a normal ball it's this kind of like this this god of balls like forest spirit that inhabits this kind of like um yeah this giant ball which we get introduced to the concept in in the in the intro where the guy's like um it's a time when the the forest was kind of ruled by like when animals were much bigger than they are now and kind of like there are these like tribes of animals all all kind of like led and run by these big like um forest spirits and yeah the the old lady in the village comes over after he kills the boar she sees that he's infected she's like we've got to save him and from the stomach of the boar she pulls this like iron bull mm-hmm. this this nugget um which mm-hmm. they kind of work out is the reason that he's been the reason that the boar was infected the reason the boar was driven mad and also kind of the reason that ashtaka has been um poisoned mm-hmm. um we get this really cool scene, like again, like, this movie is just it's so good, and like the visual design of it is also awesome. Um, he sits in the um, the kind of like the main cabin of his village. Um, we kind of like get introduced to the idea that that he's part of a, a group a group of people that have kind of like are like living in semi hiding. Um, they were like driven out by a war a long time ago, and they're kind of like the last of their people. Yeah, it's a proper small tribe, isn't it? Yeah, it's really really small. Um, and he kind of says like. Uh, I, we need to find out what's poisoning the forest. I need to find out what's cursing me. Like, I'm going to have to leave. Um, and the elders are like, if you leave, you can never come back. Like, we're saying goodbye to you forever, which is really, like, really interesting. Yeah, you're, you're dead to us. Yeah, yeah. literally, yeah. she says, whatever path is now, you're dead to us forever. Yeah, it's really, really yeah. rad. It's a bit harsh. She does say, you, you must see with eyes unclouded by hate. Oh, uh, which is what he then says at a later date to Boshu. Yeah. When he arrives, mm. um, it's at this moment that he gets a really cool outfit, which I'm very oh, into. I'm not into it. I'm not. It looks like a bloody chicken. It's so good. Don't you think you look like a chicken? Yeah. A cool chicken. It's cool a very chicken. cool chicken. Very cool. He gets this thing? big, like straw cloak and his weird little red hat. And it's, it gets, it's like super, this is what I'm talking about when we talked about like iconography, right? Like that look is so it become has become so iconic. Like that outfit is such a like. Yeah, have you seen it on like yeah, New York runway? I was about to say London runway. Fashion Week this week, guys. <laughs> Burberry. Um, <laughs> but it's very different as well, right? It's obviously this like really traditional um, kind of look for this village, this town. Because whenever he runs into other people, they're like, what "The hell is that?" Like they don't even know what yeah. like because it, it makes him look like this almost like. Chicken giant evil chicken demon yeah. yeah you do at some point see it again yeah somebody else like a few other people it's are wearing it isn't it the same fil- no I think, same late, I think later on he there's, a, there's more people more wearing, people wearing it, it I'm like oh Trendsetter. fashion choice <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah and he, so he sets so after that kind of like being told that if he leaves he can never come back he sets off on this journey to find the source of what's been like um, poisoning these boars yeah. and trying to find a cure for his curse yeah exactly and I don't know whether well, it's probably a deliberate choice, as all choices are, you know, in a film. Um, so he's heading west to find like the 
this like disease that's come from the West? Is that meant to be like a? Oh. Yeah, I, I thought that. I, I got a, a sense of that. But I also think because the movie's so much about like Japan industrialising, mm. like I don't know whether you can necessarily yeah. draw that conclusion. But yeah, it definitely stood out to me as like the West. The the the, the, the things that are causing this problem are based in the West. Yeah. With a wink and a nod. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. And and, and then we get. Uh, a classic my favourite Ghibli moments of him just like <laughs> riding his cool red stag across amazing landscapes yeah. Yeah. great music the music is yeah. so good that is a thing he's not he keeps on calling the elk a horse it's definitely nice. a yak it's a lovely horse definitely a yak it's oh. definitely not a yak yak, yak it's confusing that, it's confusing that it's a stag that looks like a horse that's called yakle yes oh yeah well, and you were talking about the popular yogurt drink yakle talk Anyone's no, this is a <laughs> um, and he he's on that thing and he gets like mugged. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Sorry. in in, in, mm-hmm. in this bit of the journey, like I, yeah. I I think this movie just opened like I almost want to just like stop talking about how strong this movie opens. Like yeah. it's so impressive and like well, the sense of story is just there. Yeah, it's from like from the very beginning. Hits you and we get Whereas, like, not in the last ten minutes. Was, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, some of the other movies you've watched it and you're like, where is the story hitting yeah. with that plot? Yeah. And it's like, like, let's build this world up. Yeah. yeah. Hit me with your best plot. Let's <laughs> <laughs> stay in. Cut that. Cut that. So yeah, then, then we get our first like um, weird, like almost like out of nowhere, like violent moment when he's like running mm. from the side. He sees these like bad, marauders. bad marauder samurai like chasing these villagers across. They're like killing people. It's pretty grim. And yeah, he's like riding Yako. Like venom. Yeah, it's, it's a lot like it was Venom. a very Venomy vibe. So, he, has, so <laughs> his, he draws his bow to like um, shoot one of the marauders, and oh, his like cursed cool. arm is like whoa, 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 whoa. like those giant, and he like lets yeah, the arrow loose, and it's so strong, like, no, like knocks the guy's head clean off. Yeah, literally, just like it's so like look, like I don't know, like because I obviously had gone into this movie like knowing that, that it has this yeah. edge. Was that a shock to you, Mark? Yeah, not not knowing this movie. It was a big shock considering like we'd seen like fight scenes and battles and stuff and like Laputa and other movies um but like that was yeah like this like the natural is there blood in this there's not like not... i mean there is there's there's blood there's like the, obviously the scene when the, when we introduced the sand and she like more, sucks the ball yeah blood i suppose out. it's like more gore yeah but yeah like that guy who just got his arm chopped yeah off he's like and... swinging there's a guy swinging a sword down and yeah. he an arrow goes through both his arms and like yeah. pins his arms to the wall yeah, yeah. clean off um as someone who has watched this film multiple times, but not for a couple of years, it was a shock to me. Yeah. Like when I think of this film, I'm like, and Sansa, there, and she's riding along on her wolf family, yeah, having a great time. It's not a horse. <laughs> and, um, then I was like, oh yeah, this is a whole. This is the yeah. plot actually. Yeah, it's so. It's just like gruesome, man. I think it leans into that. Like the setting is this kind of like um, medieval, like gruesome mm. time, right? Like when the weapons are. Um, swords and blades and not guns this is this is what the world looks like and I think that's obviously interesting because so much of the movie is about or what does the world look like when you introduce firearms into it yeah. mm-hmm. um, and like the violence of e- even uh, it's, it's immediately into the kind of like moral grey stuff that the movie talks about in general but you could argue that like even in this moment when the movie wants you to think God, firearms and guns are really dangerous and are kind of like the worst thing even this early on we see combat with like swords and stuff that's as violent as shocking as anything we see later in the movie yeah. so yeah he like chases off the marauders he heads into this market um he 
uh, is introduced. We get introduced to um, his name's different in like the subs and the doves, yeah. but I, I think it's Gigo. The monk. Gigo, the monk. Yeah. <laughs> there's some good food here. Oh, already? Oh, we're going. Well, I'm not well, going to go into it properly, but there's, there's, okay, yeah, there's, there's a line where someone goes, Mmm, it's either soup or donkey press. <laughs> <laughs> so you can thank your pal of mine, uh, Neil Gaiman, for that. Oh. The original line is um, Jigo complaining that the soup tastes like water, which is a burn in Japanese, not so much oh. in English. So um, they changed it to donkey piss. That's so interesting. Yeah. Ah, mm-hmm. Incredible. Um, Thanks. It's so funny. So you get introduced to Jigo like this. He's like this weird monk. He has like a red and white outfit and his like umbrella, which is, we learn is not an umbrella. And he's cool. And he has his um, like the traditional like platform shoes, shoes that he like balances on. Choice. And like at this moment, I was like, God, this monk is so great. I um, love this character. Yeah. yeah the like, way you spoke about him, I was like, oh, he's gonna be really cool and really great for the rest of the film. <laughs> Um, Lies. Yeah, because obviously as the movie goes on, do you, we learn that Jigo is not this kind of like simple monk that he professes to be. Is actually no. up to no good. No ever shit. Um, there's a really nice moment oh, when right. he takes again. This movie just like is full of these moments of like this. The world around you is like crumbling down. So Jigo and um, Ashtaka, after like kind of being semi chased out of the village by some leftover marauders, yeah, um, go to have dinner in the little money trick. He's like, this piece of gold is. Um, oh, he's like, loads of bags of rice electrics. Oh, yeah, because that Ash Tucker doesn't have money. He yeah, just has like this little tricky gold. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he, um, they go to like a an, like, an old abandoned house um, to have dinner, the two of them. And uh, Diego kind of like talks about how this village used to be thriving and now it's like basically being like sunk underground and like there's been. Um, it's been left destitute and destroyed. This is also like a really interesting. Like everywhere in this world is affected. Um, there's a really good line when um, Ashtaka is like explaining his situation to Jigo, and Jigo's like, "You under mm-hmm. a curse, so is the whole damn world." Yeah. Like. Iconic. It's just it's just like a really like. You ain't so special. Yeah, and you don't and this like the issues that are affecting their one village in the east and this town like it's everywhere, right? It's this mm-hmm. uniform thing that's coming. It's not just even though the Iron Fortress is this big thing, this this problem, this like weird gloopy plague is everywhere. Um, but from this conversation, Jigo tells Ashtarka that he needs to go to the ancient forest because the ancient forest will have, will have a spirit has a spirit in the ancient forest that can cure his the curse on his arm. God, you paid more attention than I ever could. <laughs> I did not remember any You've got pages of notes. I've got pages of notes, but most of them say like. Well, he's written Jigo, Billy Bob Thornton, and that takes up about four lines. Or, he's written like, like 800 times. Or really like, um, look at their little bums. That's the nose <laughs> I write. <laughs> so we're quite close to the um, uh, Kadana, so we'll get there now. Um, we cut from this these kind of scenes to um, our first like introduction to Sam and her wolves, and it's so good. So um, good. There are soldiers carrying like bags of rice up a mountain, mm-hmm. um, and the wolves come out of nowhere, and soldiers are like, fuck the wolves, ah. And like the wolves will like knock them all down, and they like we find that the soldiers have like guns and stuff, so they try and shoot the wolves. And the soldiers are led by one of my favorite characters, one of my favorite like villains, definitely. Oh, well, is Lady Eboshi in this scene? Yeah, oh, she's right. leading them. Yeah, because she's like wait for the wolves to get closer and closer and closer. Like she wants to shoot um, the wolf. So yeah. yeah, immediately like she's a tactician. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. She knows what she's doing. And then all the guys that have fallen over, she's like, they're like, what about the guys over the cliffs? They're like, they're dead. Let's get the living home. Yeah. Oh yeah. And. Because it's Mini Driver's voice as well, 
who I really only know from um, Tarzan because she's Jane in that. Oh, yeah. And that's like, it feels like she has spent so much time in that jungle. She then moved to Japan. (laughs) In my head, she was the same character, but like 20 years later. No. No, No, Jane Pinkerspiff was like the head ex brothel lady. But. So Ooh. it's worth it's worth explaining that like I, I kind of like just brushed over Sorry, that like, oh there's just some wolves they run the men over we see these like giant white wolves like running across the hillside really with cool. this like figure on their back who has this like crazy mask on she's got this big flowing white cape we don't really know what's going on but obviously like they're a threat and they're really badass and they're big big old wolves and these aren't, big your, old these aren't wolves. your mama's wolves these are some <laughs> big wolves um, and they're great and like it's just like oh, it's so good um but yeah, Lady Eboshi, this kind of like this woman that we're introduced to is clearly in charge of the soldiers walking up the hill, takes aim, shoots the biggest wolf, they lose some of the men. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think basically Ashitaka um, like sees the men fall down and chases after them and, and tries to bring them back up or stumbles across. He sees the they're floating in the river, aren't they? Oh, he right, saves yeah. a couple of them, doesn't he? Yeah, he yeah. saves a couple of them um, and is trying to get to this ancient forest. He like walks into um, the clearing with the lake and the tree. The kind of like iconic Princess Monoki, mm-hmm. um, like clearing. I'm gonna say iconic a lot in this episode. <laughs> it's iconic film. And we get this really cool moment where he's like trying to heal these soldiers that have been injured. He looks across the river and sees. Um, well, we see the little Kadame first, don't we? Is that is that before? That As moment? they go through this forest, that's oh, when you right, first yeah. start to realise like the more magical elements of this little part of the world. Yeah. And the like, I'm gonna say the cutest, which may be like con- like a little bit of point of contention because Totoro is really cute, but I think these might be the cutest. They ones are very very cute. I've seen. So yeah, as, as Ashitaka is taking these injured soldiers through the forest to try and find the place where his curse can be healed and probably they can be healed as well, they're slowly joined by these like tiny little mini like like pale white see-through little little men creatures mm-hmm. they have little cute bums little they're cute very cute and they have like bums. they have goofy faces and they are very very they give cute little backs. yeah they do to get up big hills yeah. they're very cute very and their cute. face rattles they're they're like a weird mix of cute but also quite creepy yeah, yeah they're very creepy yeah it's those um like blank hollows for eyes yeah have we said that these are forest spirits or have we just gone off on a tangent about look how cute these little boys are no I think, I think we've said they're forest spirits no we know they're not just little boys <laughs> I also yeah. hope that the audience know that they're not real animals that we're describing <laughs> um, but yeah, they remind me of the Koroks from yeah, Breath of the Wild which, which I think is not a niche reference yeah and I think um, the, these, the, the small the small the forest small spirits, forest spirits um, there's so much Breath of the Wild for the small Loki crossover we could talk about the end um but yeah, the Kodomas are, are really, really cute, and they. But they, it's interesting that you say they're like cute, scary, because there's a lot of cute. There's a lot of like cute, scary, yeah. impressive things in this movie that remind me of you know when we first get introduced to Totoro in his hollow, and he's like adorable but terrifying. Yeah. When he yawns yeah. and he grins, and it's like no. there's something very like um, obviously like animalistic is kind of productive, but like that the way he's presented is like this full. It's this the force of nature, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Or like, so the ro- like the robots in Laputa. Yeah. They're really cute, but they're like, Terrifying. one of them destroyed this whole castle. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really cool. interesting. It's cool. It's cool. Um, but yeah, so he, he brings the men into this clearing. Um, I think he's, he looks across the river, or he looks across a, a river, and, and we get introduced to the character who is riding the wolves, Sam, for the first time. Yeah. Uh, and she's just really badass from the get-go. Very because the first cool. time we see her, she is sucking the like poisoned blood or whatever out of another, out of a giant wolf. Um, and she turns around and she spits on the floor and she's like just leave 
yeah. the hell out of my forest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's very good. And she's very good. So good. She's great. That's a good introduction. Such yeah. a good introduction. So like, yeah. And you just immediately get a sense of like, because I think going into the movie, if you didn't know, and you're like, oh, well, who's, who's the princess going to be in this mm-hmm. movie? And it's like, mm-hmm. it's this lady. There yeah. she is. And she's like, face is covered in blood. And this is like, in like parallel time period, we've got like the golden age of like Disney. Is that what it's called? Yeah,
is the iron this uh, it's iron town iron and town. it is this giant fortress and it has like loads of crazy spiky wood and like um mills and it's furnaces so, and fans so and cool. smoke pill- like billowing out and it's the kind of penny drops that like this is the place that's causing yeah. the problem like this is the place in the west that's generating so many like issues and so much kind of like shit basically yeah um, this is literally the iron thing in that guy's stomach I say that yeah. guy as if he was a normal person. That bore god. Yeah. Um, like, He's not like this. Taking him in. He's not gonna be happy. And like, I guess it's so hard to like tease apart the moments when the themes of this movie come through because it's just like the movie is just what basically like an environmentalist manifesto about like the dangers of um, overindustrialization, the dangers of like pillaging um, the environment around you. So they arrive at Iron Town. Um, we get introduced to. Uh, not Mini Driver Toki Toki who's voiced by Jada Pinkett Smith Jada Pinkett Smith who's very good she's a very good character very funny. one of my favourites um, the soldier comes back and he's like they're like oh is my son here is my brother here he's like no William Onsen survived um, Toki's like well, it's never the guards that die it's an interesting like, thing for her to say um, and yeah we get introduced to um, Iron Town and like the people that live there and um, the kind of like Lady Eboshian type of place that she runs. It's a really cool, like, completely different type of thing to see in a movie like this because, like, she is this kind of, like, unifier who brings together these disparate groups. Like, they moved into this space, they helped the people that were mining and farming before, but she also brought with her, like, um, the young women that she kind of, like, bought or freed from the brothels where they were working, and those young women now work in the factories or, like, take up arms. Um, later on, we get introduced to, like... Um, the people, people, <laughs> the, like, the lepers, people, leprosy that she has that are like making the weapons for her. Like yeah. she is this really like it's so, immediately like this like it's just not black and white. It's not simple. No. Like she's not just the villain. Like yeah, there's yeah. so much more to that dynamic. And and she's she's like it's the capital F feminism. Like that is like there's, that strain is so strong. Obviously throughout the whole movie. Like with San, but also like this movie has something to say about like the role of women in societies and the role of different types of women. In, um, it just, it's just really and they don't talk about the brothel in a derogative way like yeah they talk about maybe their life is better now which mm. is maybe I don't know, a bit questionable yeah. but it's not like these men. women used to be prostitutes and blah 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 yeah. there's a bit about the men mm. being like yeah. oh, you shouldn't we can't eat with them or something there's, yeah, there's yeah. something mm. there's the men, men are like women like that running, working in this fa- working in a factory yeah. it's ridiculous but they do like, like fuck like, yeah it doesn't go unchallenged which I think is good yeah. and mm. they, you just cut to the shot of them just Work in the Iron Forge. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. It's called. Yeah, and then Ashitaka, he like comes and has a little try, and he's just like, rip- this is really hard. He just rips his shirt off. They're all like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, just, they're so funny. Like, I think there's so much love in the way that the the women are characterised in this movie. Yeah. Um, and like Lady Boshi is this like badass female general. Um, she kind of like takes Ashitaka around. She shows him the things that she's been doing. She takes him to. Um, her like private garden mm. which is like a really interesting moment um, <laughs> um, which is, a, which is an in- interesting moment because like at this point we're like oh she's like this kind of she's this behind the reason that like the environment's being destroyed and she hates yeah. the forest and she hates nature but she has a garden like she loves she loves nature she has a garden like she... no one else has a garden <laughs> some of my best friends are gardeners <laughs> 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 oh no um <laughs> Um, and then we get introduced to um, people with leprosy that, like I said, she's been that have been building the guns for her. Like she, they were, they were outcasts. They were not like welcome in society. And she like 
has a place for them in her world, which is like just really interesting. And, and yeah, we get a backstory around the fact that she doesn't want to just she's not just she doesn't just like hate nature. She wants to build her town. She wants to mine the forest. She wants to like get the iron out of the ground because she wants to make her town a better place for people that live there. Mm. Um, compare this to like the villain from Lapita. No, yes. it's like it's so many layers. Yes, yeah. better. Lapita's just... like, I want that shiny rock. <laughs> <laughs> I inherited this big gun. <laughs> it, no, it, it totally is. It's interesting. Like we, so yeah, like Iron Town and, and Lady Boshi. Like this is kind of like the big moment of characterization for her. Like mm. as she literally walks us around the town that she's built and the, and the people that are there. Let me get some backstory, like I said, about how when they, she basically just um, straight up tells him, like, oh yeah, when we first moved here, the boars were here and they were really annoying, so we killed all the boars and we poisoned the boar god and that's why he was angry. Like, she even lays it all out and she's like, I'm not mm-hmm. sorry, like, we had to do this to build our town. Um, but yeah, it is really interesting when you compare it to those, the other movies and the villains we get introduced to and like the strains of kind of like politics and thought that we get throughout it like when we first watched Lapita we were all like oh this is so interesting because it's like so um, evocative of the themes that we'll then see later on in Ghibli movies and, and now like, we're actually getting now we're really into the meat of like you know we saw the kind of like the, the, the pinnacle of like the childhood innocent stuff with um, Totoro this is like arguably the big the like um, Isaac's big environmentalist like yeah. um, moment like it's, it's interesting to see the kind of real core ideas at it's, this um, moment interesting to see this one straight after Pompoko as well yeah yeah, um, yeah I, I read a really interesting um, really interesting essay um, about the ways that um, Monoke and Pompoko can be read like both as like um, severely like ha- having these like really strong environmentalist cores but the way that they both um, resolve and the way that they're both and tackle the situation and it's really interesting because um pompoko like is this really joyant jubilant buoyant film that's like fun to watch and like mm-hmm. has a really strong environmentalist message but it's like wrapped up in this nice cozy way and it's funny mm-hmm. and monoki is serious and severe and dramatic but the essay that i read was really interesting because it basically posited that like we'll get to it but monoki ends on a moment of hope and ends at, like there is a way that animals and humans and nature can live together in a, for a better world and that's not how Pompoko ends Pompoko ends with like no nature's fucked like the raccoons yeah. will live on the golf course and that's it and we'll just like Some of them will die it's really straight. it's just like really in, like there's yeah. a really interesting kind of like battle for ideas there yeah um, um, yeah, before we get going to what yeah. like properly kicks off kind of the main plot yeah. of that of the film is the we best take 45 minutes yeah. Yeah. is the best line from one of the, um, the women working in the forge where um, Ashitaka is coming and like giving it a go. Uh, oh, that's not oh. <laughs> <laughs> Giving it a go on the Iron Forge. This is in the Iron Garden. Garden. Um, well, kind of fits with what she says. She says, um, "You better keep that kimono tight shut, girl." Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like one woman to another woman, and then you're like, "This is a bunch of people I could get." Down yeah. Well, there's like, a bit when, so they, when they first go into the inn. Um, uh, one of the women is like, oh, he's so handsome, but he's very young. And one of the other women is like, there's not stopped you before, way. Oh, yeah. like, well, a bit weird, but he's safe. Or like, the men don't bother us, unless we want them to. Right. <laughs> very good. Yeah, positive. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah and that's like Ashtaka's like first night in Nine Town. The scene is set, and then we get like. Well, even that was the prologue. Oh, really? <laughs> um, there's a cool moment actually, like um, when. Just to, like what you mentioned before, what the thing that um, the elder say to Ashtar before he loses town, um, Lady Boshi's like, "Why are you here? Like, you're so good and pure. Like, what are you doing here?" And he's like, "I'm here to see you with eyes and clouds by hate." And like, obviously, Ashtar is this like really pure 
um, character. Like mm-hmm. he's conflicted and, and, uh, and stuff, but he's like a really like interesting, almost like blank slate of a character in lots of ways. Like he's almost purely in this media as like a mediator between nature and man, between San and Eboshi. Like his role, yeah. his role is just to go between them almost. The audience, yeah. really. Yeah, 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 yeah. But really good as a bow. Yeah, <laughs> but but also he, he's the he is the bridge between those two worlds. Though. Like active his, yeah. as an active participant, like he doesn't want things to just dis- deteriorate more. He doesn't want one side to win. And also physically, because he's turning into something that yeah. isn't human. Yeah, literally. Um, oh, that was a good point, Emma. Yeah, good point. I practice that one. That's a good point. Um, <laughs> then we get this really random. That's the niche corner. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> second. Mark's good point. <laughs> it only happens like once every other episode. It's <laughs> like get... a super moon. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we get this really rad, like, w- like basically this ninja sequence with um, San, where she like mm-hmm. is riding her wolf to the edge of the town, and she jumps off a wolf, which like mm-hmm. scales the giant. She ju- the wolf like pile drives oh, into Oh yeah, them. and she like stabs Blockade. a spear in, yeah. and she jumps up, she's like running up across the rooftops. Parkour. It's parkour. Extremely parkour. It's parkour. Yeah. It's so good. It's princess parkour. Um, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's just like absolutely just here to kill Eboshi. Like that's all she wants to do with her life. That's what she, she knows she needs to do to save the forest. Um, and she's like really, in, there's, like, it's just a really cool scene. Um, she she gets close. They stop her. Eboshi arms two of the women who who are who are the wives of men that she'd killed. Which is, again is like San isn't a good guy. Like in any in, no more than Eboshi's a bad guy. Really, like it, it's just a really interesting moment. Um, but yeah, we see Ashtaka try and get in the way and stop them. Um, he kind of like is just trying to force her to not, to basically trying to convince her not to kill him because because Eboshi's troops have guns. Yeah. Like they will, they if they can get their sights on Sam. Like that's what she's done for. Um, his arms going crazy at this point. Oh yeah, 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 it's yeah. Like wobbling yeah. and pulsing. Yeah. What are you describing? But we get a really cool scene when like we kind of danced around it. But like as a um, like. Ashtarka is like a metaphorical in-between mediator. In this scene, he literally mm. gets gets between San and they're fought, yeah. like San and Boshi are fighting in the square, like going like going blow for blow, and he just like gets in the way and stops them, yeah. um, which is he really just, cool. He just like he's, does a big punch. Yeah, he knocks like, them both out. Yeah. he's so good. And yeah. he says like, "This is what hate looks like. It's eating, eating me alive, and soon it will kill me. Fear and anger only make it grow faster." Yeah, which is like yeah, good. We get that. Very good. Yeah, well done. Well. Yeah, it's yeah. um on the nose, but yeah, it's it pretty heavy-handed. Yeah, it's yeah. I like it. Yeah, it it, it, it works. And then again, like it's just these moments of like this calm in this movie, and then he stops the fight, he knocks him over, he's carrying um Santa out of the square, and he just gets shot through the chest. So oh my god, crazy. he likes to walk in and then yeah, oh. it's crazy. Um, but he still has the strength to like lift open this giant yeah, wooden gate because of the venom arm. Yeah, big old door. Um, so big, and he's like bleeding out, and the bleed- <laughs> blood just keeps on like pouring yeah, and pouring. And everyone, they're like, "You're gonna die!" And he's yeah. like, "I've got a big arm." Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's like, "What is going on?" And he's like, "I've got big arms." Yeah, and he like rescue takes Sun out. He like get the uh, meet up with the two wolves. Um, but they bump into the ape clan. Oh, so they, they bump. Oh, into, they bump oh, into oh, the no, I'm not here for it. They bump into the ape clan after because there's a moment when basically he falls off the he falls off Yakul. Um, Monokis, yeah, Monokis riding the wolves. Um, the wolves like turn around and just go for um, Ashtaka. Like they, bite, oh, they, bite, they his bite his head. Oh, like, yeah. oh it's so wild. Um, but it's really cool because like 
up until this me up until this point, they're just like her steeds basically. Like she yeah. just rides them around. And this scene we get like some really weird characterization of the wolves, which I just love. Like they're so weird and like bolshy and just like mm-hmm. we can kill him. Can we kill him? Can I eat him? Like they're just like weird characters, these two like mm-hmm. the pups of her big big wolf friend. Mara. Mara, Mara yeah. Was played by Gillian Anderson. Really? Yeah. So good. Yeah. Anything with Gillian Anderson's just hundred and ten percent better. And then yeah, as as Sam is kind of trying to convince her wolf buddies to not eat Ashtonaka, um, some sticks get thrown at them by these weird fucking monkeys. Weird shadow apes. Do an impression of them. I can't even Oh, their voice in the dub is so weird. It's so low. It's like, why don't we eat them? Yeah, it's really weird. Oh, I've had nightmares just from listening to that. It's so so weird. Let us eat them and make us powerful like the human. Yeah. It sounds like, um, but, uh, why can't we eat the robots from the humans are dead? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? 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 The humans no, truly. Oh. Um, speaking of like weird voices and stuff, this is when I felt like I looked up um, on IMDb like who San was. Yeah. And it's Claire Danes, which yeah. I'm like, okay, this makes sense. And then I started paying attention more and more. I was like, she doesn't do a great job, I don't think. She's not. Well, she's not the best. She can't. It's annoying though because I know that she's amazing yeah. and other things. But like the way she speaks kind of ruins the mystique of the character mm. because she's like, I need to kill her. You're getting in my way. There's no like she doesn't. Yeah, I'm with I know you. That might just be the script, but it's also kind of the way that she delivers it. I'm with you. I'm it's with just you. Painfully obvious because I don't think they did the dub obviously when it was released in 1997. But I think they it must have been quite quite around. Well, this then. is this has got like. A bunch of like, but this wasn't. This isn't the Disney dub. This isn't the Disney dub. This is the Miramax dub. That like, but the fact it's got like Jada Pinkett Smith in and Gillian Anderson. I know they're like they're around, but it feels like this feels like a very current cast. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I guess we just don't know. Yeah, um, I have a feeling know. that it, it was it was dubbed because because they wanted to get it out really quickly to get it into US cinema at the time. But I don't think it was like um, Laputa where like Anna Paquin was like actually a child when yeah. she did this. It just it just sounds like such a more modern car yeah but yeah this, this, the ape scene I think the ape scene is really cool and there's a really interesting thing where A we get the weird wolf voices their voices are weird and their characters are really weird and they're kind of like portrayed as like young and bulky they don't really know what's going on and we get this really cool like bit of like inter, inter-spirit politics where the apes like you said want to eat the humans to get their power which is like an interesting solution to this problem and the wolves are like no we can push them back um and it represents maybe that, like, the wolf clan and Sam have, like, hope that there's a life after this. And the apes are like, no, we can just, we should just try to be like them now. We should just kill them. We should just kill them, take the power and do what they do. Um, which is really interesting. Um, like King Louis. A lot like, just like King Louis. They want to be like you. <laughs> a famous in anime. <laughs> <laughs> we can edit this into the middle bit. Um, it was released in 2000. Oh, oh. interesting. So mm, three three years after um, yeah. well, mm-hmm. um, that's really so cool. Food for thought there. Food for thought. Anyway, maybe I that's why Claire Danes was so bad. Maybe she yeah. couldn't, she couldn't act in shit. Haven't got that Golden Globe yet. <laughs> no. Four. Four Golden Globes. Yes. Four Homelands. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Four um, so terrible. Uh, after this, after the like scene at the the town, um, um, Ashtaka is like severely injured. Oh. Uh, Sam takes him back to. Um, the pool, the clearing where they, he first saw the forest spirit, 
and it's just like this obviously a like fantastic scene where um, <laughs> birds feed each other that's oh, what that's the darlings do yeah, ruin the moment <laughs> sorry um, she she takes him off the stag she un- and she like pulls him into the water um this yakul is so cute at this point where he like swims after them bit mm. by bit by bit yeah. she takes off his harness and she's like you could just leave if you want to leave and he's just like just like keeps walking just hangs out and they it's just lovely and she pulls um Sam pulls Ashtake onto the island in the middle of the lake with the giant tree um, and uh, the forest spirit appears and heals him um, and like we, like we said we got you get that glimpse of the, the spirit earlier where it's like in passing but this is the bit where you're like this thing is so cool and so weird when it's, it's man so earlier oh, in that moment you don't, I don't think you see it's man no, face no. It's, no. Silhouette before. it's this moment yeah. where you it, like bloop it's when slowly it... oh no it's the Nightwalker isn't it yeah. it is the Nightwalker I think the Nightwalker appears yeah. and then, then it transforms down into this so the Nightwalker is this giant um, humanoid yeah. space creature basically that's like walking through the woods and then shrinks down um, and becomes this deer with a thousand antlers and a man face when it when it looks dead on at the camera you're like I am cursed like it's yeah. so <laughs> creepy yeah. um, but amazing like, like kiss. is that how it is that how it is? Is there underwater? Does it kiss? And Maybe. I think it kisses him. Touches his skin. No. It doesn't mind. Sounds like you really wanted to have kissed it. It's it, it, it. slash fiction that uh, <laughs> Ed read afterwards. It, it does the cool right. thing though where it like walks along, <laughs> as it walks along, um, yeah. it like, life springs up around its foot and then dies around oh, its foot. Like, it's, it's so, so like, good. it's amazing. Um, and uh, here's Ashtaka and at this moment this is when our friend from earlier Jigo the monk mm-hmm. is like hiding in the woods oh. and then we're like fuck you're not a good guy at all snake and he's like we can kill it we have a pardon from the emperor we can kill the forest spirit and you're like damn it you're the ba- you're the real bad guy in this yeah. movie don't kill it um, and then after Ashtaka is healed this is when we get uh, the aforementioned bird feeding from no, Sam. this is part of his healing process. It's, he gets healed and then he wakes up on the, on the island and he's like, he can't chew and she's like spitting food in his mouth. Oh, imagine if he was like, actually fine. And he was just like, oh, I'm so ill, feed <laughs> me. And then she's like, okay, you asked for it, bites his beef jerky. And like, and he's like, no, I didn't mean like that. <laughs> um, beef jerky. That's what I really I think it's here. jerky. It looks like, it looks like jerky. jerky to me. It's bark from the tree. Is, why is she chewing and giving him bark? I mean, where would she get beef jerky from? <laughs> the boars? <laughs> Famously <laughs> not beef. She peels it off the tree. <laughs> oh, yeah? Love. <laughs> wow. Can you get pork jerky? Yeah. It's um, a bit long. Is that what a bit long is? It's a bit long. We'll just cut it in half then. That's the best joke of the season. And that's the end of our podcast. Uh, see you later. Um... The, 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 the thing is there's so much in this movie that I want to talk about like it's a shame to, to rush through it so my argument is that actually not that much more ha- like plot points yeah I've only got we've two we've got mostly we've got through the plot points it's just like yeah. the rest of the plot points are just long yeah okay. I've got like two pages of notes left compared to like four pages already so I feel yeah. like it is just how impressive the rest of the movie looks I think yeah. that's what takes this to another level yeah absolutely so basically what happens is that like um like this is the thing. So at this moment, after she bird feeds him, we're probably introduced tomorrow the giant wolf, um, and out of the woods comes the boar clan, mm. um, led by um, yeah, or I've got him down as a goto. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's right. a um, yeah, but he's this big wa- giant white boar that's blind and has all that grows gunk around his eyes. Really design is so cool. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. A, he's amazing and a badass and a peacekeeper. Like when he initially mm. arrives, he's like, um, there's a cool moment where he's like, um, since um, Naga's been killed, like. 
out, my people are just regressing into being animals again. He's like, the mm. bulls are just becoming like wild. They're not listening. They're not trying to pursue like a peaceful option. Yeah. That's very similar to like Pompoi- Pompoco yeah, when yeah. like, they have like the different like ant- anthropomorphic kind of side and when they're like, oh no, we're just raccoons now. Yeah, but they're those cute little raccoons and then yeah. sometimes they're just like, oh god, you're actually like horrible. Yeah. Don't look at me. Um, <laughs> don't look at me. Yeah, and Akota's introduced, I guess, as because t- t- he sets up the end game because yeah. the boars are like, here for one last fight. Um, Mara the Wolf is like, this is a bad idea, you'll die if you go fight them. Um, but that's what he wants to do. And that's kind of what happens, right? Mm-hmm. Like, from this point on, like, we find out that some few, few small things happen. We find out that um, Eboshi is, actually, is also fighting with a different lord, not just nature, mm-hmm. he's fighting with Lord Asano, who's the guy that was, um, who's samurai, we saw earlier yeah. in the movie, who are like these kind of marauders. Uh, um, and she says, I can deal with forest gods, it's humans I worry about. Mm. She's she's like a badass yeah, she's, army she, Mary Poppins. She, she's, like, yeah. I'm <laughs> here for it. Um, she's awesome. She, she's really awesome. And, and we, there's just a cool, some cool scenes here with um, we set up our relationship with Jigo, and we find out that he's been um, sent out here by the Emperor um, to kill the Forest Spirit because the Emperor wants to live forever. And he he did a trail he did a trade with Jiboshi where he gave he gave her her first troop of riflemen. Um, oh, okay. um, in, fe- in in order so, in order to like get access to the forest so that he could then kill the forest spirit, which is really cool. Um, there's a line coming where she just says you can't trust men, which is like really yeah. interesting. I I was there. I was like, am mm-hmm. I right, ladies? <laughs> I say that to Ed quite often. <laughs> <laughs> She's always right, <laughs> ladies. Uh, yeah, and, and then basically, the, I, I'm trying. Yeah, like I say, trying to necessarily run through all the plot, but there's a basically like the giant battle breaks out right between um, the boars and. Uh, Lady Boshi's troops, and, they, the, 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 and the wolf, and the other troops, right? They're all fighting. No, so let, so Iboshi, Iboshi, um, they set up all these explosions to lure the bulls out of the woods. They obviously like just destroy them all because they have like explosives. And um, while that's happening, Asano's troops attack uh, the Iron uh, Fortress, which is being defended by um, oh, the, the women and the lepers, people with leprosy. Um, they're called lepers in the English dub. Fair. Um, oh. Though trivia, they're, they're not called um, lepers in oh, the really? Japanese film. They're, they're said to have like an incurable disease or something like that. Oh, so when I was reading this uh, Mental Floss uh, uh, article, which I got a lot of my facts from, <laughs> uh, there's a peek behind the curtain, um, it, <laughs> um, it says, it turns out the film's about leprosy. And I read that and I was like, yeah, no shit. So they say lepers <laughs> like 10 times a minute. Um but yeah, that's that's why. Yeah. Interesting. Um, mm-hmm. it, it is yeah, that, yeah. There's a lot. We'll, we'll, we'll circle yeah. back to yeah. it. Sorry. Um, so yeah, Eboshi uh, uh, is now fighting this kind of like war on two fronts. They destroy the boars who have this really cool um, like mud face paint on, which is a scene mm-hmm. that I love where they're like yeah, daubing mud on each cool, other. Yeah. Um, and I have here is just like the boars are really fucking dead at this moment. Yeah. Um, when comes to find them, they're like, they are just gone. It's like really like ooh, gruesome. Yeah. Um, yeah some of it's told in um, flashback, isn't it? That these boars are just like constantly going, like pushing forward, like yeah. regardless of what's good yeah. for them. Like it kind of like harks back to another time when this happened, and it's like, oh, they didn't learn. Yeah, um, like Kamikaze completely isn't yeah. it? Like we're just gonna yes. go for it. Yeah. Yeah. And like after this fight, um, Akoto is like really injured, Locked. and Monoke is leading Akoto um, to the pool where the forest spirit is to try and heal him. And this is kind of like the finale of the movie happens around the pool, mm. right? Um, there's this really like terrifying moment um, as she's leading him 
and he's blind, um, leading him to the to back to the, the pool when um, Jigo the monk, he sends his soldiers out. And we've seen them earlier in the movie, like dressed in like bear skins. Um, they're walking through the woods, Kota and, and San, um, and like these weird creatures like pop up from behind the thing. Mm-hmm. They look like boars, but they have like droopy hollow eyes and they slide along the ground. Oh, I hate and it's it. so scary, like something immediately, even way more terrifying about this than anything else in the scene in the movie. They're like yeah. really intrinsically creepy. Um, but Akoto is blind and they're wearing boar skins and they smell like his family, they smell like his tribe. So sad. So he can't tell so the difference. Sad. He's like, My soldiers have come back from the dead. Um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna win, we're gonna find the fall, we're gonna find the forest spirit. Um, which unfortunately is not the case. And those creepy creatures that we've seen are yeah, soldiers in, in boar outfits, um, mm-hmm. who are who are tricking him so they, he leads them to the spirit, yeah. so they can kill the spirit and take its head. Um, it's just sad and gruesome and like there's something Really skin crawlingly creepy yeah. about the way they're yeah, um, skin crawling because they're crawling um, in their skin. Good one. Um, um, yeah, it's just like it's a very dark movie. Yeah. Like there are moments of it that I'm like, oh, cute, big elk. Yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> Did it's got loads and loads and loads of um, I was going to say tusks, the antlers. Yeah. yeah. Um, but head it, tusks. It's head tusks. But it is just extremely dark. Maybe more dark than Very Clever's. Yeah, I can, I can, I can. It's, it's. I think it, tonally, it's, it's super interesting because they're more brutal, like immediately, like yeah. yeah. It's just so different, and it's striking, and and it's, it's scary. Like there's real peril, like the mild peril joke of, of like yeah. a PG movie. Like there's peril, is peril here, and there's creepiness that's like yeah, really yeah, grim. Um, so they get back to the lake. Um, we see the night walker, the night walker again. Uh, has come to like heal them. Um, he transforms back into the deer. Um, at this point, um, Iboshi and her men are all there, are all there as well. Nash mm-hmm. Tiger's like, you have to come back. Like, what you're doing is wrong. We can find a third way. It's interesting. Um, <laughs> like, he's trying to really trying to convince them that like, there's another way to do this. She's not having any of it. She cocks her gun when the forest spirit is like a, in his deer form. Um, there's an amazing moment where he like looks at the forest spirit, like looks at her, and like flowers just like all sprout from her gun. And yeah. it's like a crazy oh, yeah. shot. Oh, okay. Because she shoots into the head once. Oh yeah. And then he's just like mm-hmm. Yeah, because we get the like the classic like the creature <coughs> looking dead on at the camera, like with its weird man face, staring mm-hmm. at the camera, and then you see the bullet go through its neck and its face goes ooh and like droops down. Mm-hmm. That's really creepy. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, flowers sprout from the gun and she shoots it again and takes its head clean off. And then the craziest scene in all the land. Yeah. Yeah, like shit, literally has that. Yeah, it's mad. So yeah, it's, it feels weird, like ramping up and ramping down. But yeah, after after like Ibosh literally kills a god, like kills the the forest spirit. Um, the thing they were trying to do to like reclaim the land, and the thing that like they thought by destroying the forest spirit and by destroying this kind of like spirit inside things, they'd find some sort of peace. Better than us. Doesn't happen, and the forest spirit manifests itself into these into this horrible like into the gleep we've seen. And throughout the movie, trying um, trying to find his head, trying to get his oh, head, turns so... back into like the ghoulish version of the Nightwalker. Is like stomping towards everyone. Um, Jigo has like taken the head, puts it in a box. He's running away with the head. Um, it's just like so much is happening in this moment. Yeah. Um, it's 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 like the animation is amazing. Obviously, yeah, like this must have been the digital bit. <laughs> um, well, this little bit is all is his arm. That's the scenes when like there was a few bits that arm. looked like a lot more like well done than some of the others like there's a bit where like all in all the madness you've got um, Ashitaka and what's 
princess's name? San. San. Where they're like holding each other and you can see his arm going and there's so much like purple and like dark colours like swirling around them and it's, it looks just incredible. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's phenomenal one. Obviously the movie ends with like finally after like this whole scene they get, they get the head of the forest spirit and they give it back and it like sloops down like plucks the head back up. We have this, it goes from absolute kind of terror and like everything being ruined to like like that things are fixed again like mm-hmm. he gets his head but obviously everyone's dead so I think I'm all fixed again um, <laughs> he like leaves loads of little globs of his old Nightwalker blobs is it around. yeah there's still like bits I oh. was like that clean up because <laughs> um, he destroys that Iron Town did you say, did you yeah. say that so yeah he destroy, completely destroys Iron Town yeah. um, but once he has his head back he like swings back round and we see like nature and everything like return back to that land yeah. um, which is really cool and yeah, the, it's just like the, obviously this is like the culmination of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, classic Ghibli style. It does kind of just end at this moment. And he gets his head back. Mm. We get a couple of quick cuts of like Eboshi being there, and she's fine. Iron Time's okay. Mm. Um, and well, we but they have to leave Iron Time. That's the, like that's almost a resolution in itself, isn't it? Because most of it gets destroyed. Yeah. Like water or whatever the gloopy stuff like destroys the forge. Yeah. And they all have to like swim away, and then they basically have that great shot where they look back and they're like, oh. What like what are we gonna do now? Yeah, so and she's like, like she's very like optimistic. She's like we're gonna build a better town, and it's like oh. Is that yeah. Boshi or is that Toki? No, it's a Boshi. Is yeah. it Boshi? So she doesn't get she loses the her arm. that you might expect. Yeah, from normal, yeah. Um, yeah. And there's a, there's a couple of bits at the end of this movie that like we're kind of like rushed to the end of it just because there's so much to talk mm. about. Um, a couple of bits in the end of this movie that subvert that like like the way that Boshi ends up and is ready to go again and build something new again and like you kind of are like. Should Ashtar have killed her? Like, how should this have ended? She was very chill about losing that arm as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, another trivia. I've been very trivia happy uh, this episode because I've been reading a lot of listicles. Love uh, listicles. They only have 11 items. <laughs> um, it's um, Miyazaki was like inspired by the Yugoslavian war. Yeah. Um, and he was like, oh, people just don't learn from war. We're constantly getting into more and more wars, yeah. which is why he, he chose to have like a darker tone to this film. Yeah. Um, like he was like, we couldn't just make another film like Kiki's Liberal yeah. Service. And he was like, I know I'm retiring. And spoiler. <laughs> he did not retire. He did not retire. Yeah, Reader, he did not retire. There's, because there's the bit, there's the, the whole bit there where he's like, um, in that quote in an interview where he's like, how could we make a movie for children that promises hope or a world that mm. I don't, we don't believe in? Um, I love that. When you said that, you were like, um, humans don't learn from their mistakes. Trivia. And I thought you were just going to say human history. <laughs> 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 Reference. Um, my sources are... Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the other bit that like is subverts that expectation is mm-hmm. the way that Sam and Ashtaka's relationship ends up, mm-hmm. right? Like he's just like you. Maybe you expect this movie to end with them. We haven't really touched on it because again, because the, the, there's so much plot happening. Um, but like their relationship obviously builds and grows over the course of the movie. Even though we have maybe five or six scenes actually where they're like together for a long period of time. Well, it feels quite natural yeah. compared to like it some really of the does. other stuff we see. <laughs> <laughs> but then, Ocean waves. But then they don't. They, but the movie does not end with them. Getting getting married or living together or being a relationship, it ends with them leaving. Like yeah. he's on his stag, she's on the wolf, she rides away, he rides away. Like yeah. that's it. Like it, it just doesn't. Not like whisper of the heart. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna marry you. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't like. It just it's just interesting that this is not a love story in, in any traditional sense yeah. of the word. A lot of these films they sort of end with the like that arc at the top. 
Like, yeah. the, the thing that someone wants or needs, they just yeah. get it. And then there's no, mm. like, result of that. They yeah. just, like, they build up to the thing that they needed, and then they needed it, and then credits roll. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of... So, that's the, the plot kind of recap of Monday. Like, that's the plot. We kind of, like... I kind of just ran through the last third of the film just because yeah. there's a lot to get to. And also, it's, like, just, I think, lots to talk about more generally about the movie. Um, one thing I did want to say, just off the back of what you just said, um, there's a great... Like, Jigo has some of the best lines in this film. Like, some of the most, like... He's a he's like the if Iboshi is this more Iboshi sits in a morally grey area that Sam and Ashtaka do. Jigo is like pure greed. Like mm. he is he represents greed mm. in this film in the worst way. And there's a bit when um they're fighting over giving the head back to the forest bureau and he's like, Everybody wants everything. That's the way the world is. But I just might happen to get it. Like mm. it's so like he's just a greedy human. Like there is there is no grey there, like he's just out for profit, just out for himself. Yeah. Classic capitalist. <laughs> um, and the fact that he's a monk, which is like yeah. supposedly not that yeah. way of life. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just like we kind of touched on so much already. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many amazing moments in the film, and so much. It is through it. amazing. It is I love it. Um, and also, if anyone like me spends hours listening to Studio Ghibli instrumental mixes, you'll be very well aware of songs in this film um, very iconic yeah they are well the soundtrack is incredible so it good. really like gave me so. proper Lord of the Rings vibes so it was interesting Ooh. to see like if they took inspiration from this when they were making that trilogy because it was the journey and those hills yeah. and magical creatures and it just felt like Lord of the Rings what? hills hills <laughs> journeys hills <laughs> that's yeah. the only two things that happen in this film there's some hills and there's some journey um but yeah, I think it, 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 that, that, that's the canon it sits in, right? Like, it does sit so far apart from the tone of the other Ghibli movies. It is this, like, historical, epic fantasy, like, it's just completely different. Um, and, and and then sets the bar, I think, for not just Ghibli movies, but every movie that wants to touch on these things, every movie that wants to, like, show you what historical epic fantasy can look like becomes influenced by this world, becomes influenced by the amount of world-building that's done with you know a handful of characters just it's so impressive and it, mm-hmm. it, and it, it, it is a masterwork and it is a masterpiece and like we're certainly not the first people to ever say Coffins is not Loki's good <laughs> um, but it's worth repeating because it is just this like stunning um, achievement and mm-hmm. left finishing watching it I was like fuck this is so, like okay yeah these other movies are, are good this is like as another, there is another tier of Ghibli movies yeah. um, and this, this 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 <laughs> uh, creepy deer face and here and this just sits up there um yeah it's so good does anyone else have anything they want to like touch on or kind of like thoughts notes about like the themes of the movies or characters that you like like we didn't really talk we talked around lady boshi and like the moral greatness mm-hmm. there but like she is such an interesting character right i think she's cool mary poppins fuck it up <laughs> <laughs> she's um like you said Ed, she's not she's just not like if you think okay like what are the villains that we've had in these movies mm. so far mm. we've really just had Egghead from Laputa and that's it Egghead. right there's no one else that's like a, that I would say um, a, like no one else that's a villain yeah um, or like they quickly redeem themselves like yeah um, Dola Dola yeah um, but she's she's so much more than that right like yeah she's She's, it's it's it feels even silly to be like oh she's like a multi-dimensional villain because like is she even a villain really like she is obviously like the antagonist of this movie yeah. but when you look at like her goals and what she wants from the world like it becomes this it's such a grey she exists in such a grey space like yeah. she's not like trying to control anything like she's, try, she's trying to kill that the 
big spirit god. Yeah. yeah. She wants to kill Sam more than anything. She wants the yeah. wolves gone. Yeah. Like, that's the thing she wants to kill. Everything she does like has a reason for it's not like she's trying to she's just trying to better the place for her people. Yeah. Like, and her people are like women and the disabled. I mean you could say that about a lot of people. Yeah. That's, true. that's what I was oh, just she's thinking. She's great. I think she's, she's kind of flawless. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't position her as like a hero or a protagonist or a good person, right? I but mean, like, it sounds like Ed's getting very excited about Miss Lady um, Abushi. But I think, I think the movie wants you to think about the way that like she would normally be cast as an evil person yeah. like she yeah and, and the, the, the way that like in, in the same, same with Sam like she does murder people she does kill those lady's husband she is like she's not just a typical hero in any way like yeah. it kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier about like the um archetypal kind of what you expect a princess to be mm-hmm. in the same way in, like the Disney movies and in like fairy tales obviously um you have like a wicked witch or an evil stepmother mm. or something like that like Lady Eboshi kind of flips that on its head because yeah she's doing things that we could um, objectively say is, is wrong yeah. um, but like the way she kind of cares about the people that she's brought into her community yeah. is like is admirable and they are the kind of yeah. um, the people that are commonly like disenfranchised by like the rest of um, society so like yeah, she yeah. she's got flaws, but she also yeah. brings she's it back pretty, up. Pretty sick. There's a good, I read a, a good like a, the counterpoint to that. I think that some people posit is that like although she bucks the trend by inviting them into her town and her community, they're still relegated in certain ways, and the, yeah. the kind of the way that society judges them still stands. Like the men still view them, those women as they are still stigmatized because of their past. The people with leprosy are still kept in this special separate part. They are still yeah. constricted to certain types of labour and certain types of things are worthy of them. And also, like that's not the word they'd spread there. Yeah, of of course. Yeah. But like the, the and and also, I think maybe the argument that like they are useful to her and therefore she allows yeah, them that's in. True. Right? Yeah. Like it's the like yeah. There's lots of things, lots of examples of this in our history, right? Of like there are marginalised groups that at certain points capitalism says. You can come in now because you have spending power. Mm. In the same way that she says, actually, if I group up this disenfranchised group of people, they can pr- provide me with valuable labour, and therefore they're good now. Question: mm-hmm. Tell me what you think about me, <laughs> Abby. Where are the grands? So I only had uh, one grand at the very beginning. The very beginning woman that says that you're dead to us now. Yeah, go like, away. She's kind of a good grand though. She's a good grand. Will she make it into the scenes? But what about Sorry. this is. If someone that says you're dead to us, you've got an infection, <laughs> is a good grand. No, she's a good grand. She's the wise woman. They're like, get the wise woman. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and I'm she's, right, she's, she's riding on the guy's back. It's so <laughs> funny. I was hoping that, that we'd get more of her. But yeah. we didn't, unfortunately. But, Rogue, you can't potentially. Want, sorry, you can't want more of someone and then cast out the protagonist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True, true. She's what about Moro? A good not big a grand. Not a not grand. A, a mum. She's a mum. She's so good. I'm like obsessed with that scene when. He comes out, Ashley comes out of the cave to look at the woods, and she's just like above him, sat on. Because oh, she's big, she can't yeah. fit in that cave. She's <laughs> like on top of the cliff, like. She's got two tails. She's like, what's your purpose? She's, she's got two tails. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I watch the same movie? <laughs> she's just so like, good. why are you here, basically? Like, what do you hope to gain? What, like, humans have done this? Like, it's just super interesting. And she's like, do you think, would you want, like, do you want to live with. Um, Sam? And he's like, oh, like, she's not a wolf. And she, it's just like. She's such a good. I don't know, so really we're saying character. not a grand. 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 Not a gr
grand. Not but definitely not a grand. Because you it's like saying that Lady Eboshi is also a grand. True. No, but you can't say any woman. But it was more like Sadly grand. <laughs> it was more like the qualities and the attributes that she holds. Like she uh, looks after, but then so it's approached as So speaking of grands, shall we jump into the ranking stage of this podcast? Yeah, let's do yes. some ranks. Let's do some ranks. Shall since we've been talking about the grands. Yeah. Let's do some grounds. Should we do some grounds? Sure. Can you just give us a quick recap <laughs> yeah, of the nans as they stand? The nans as they stand. I stand for grounds. <laughs> um, so, the current rankings in the Grand National, still a good name, are... Oh, my names are so bad. So, outside of the current rankings, we have Antique Grandpa and Threesome from Whisper of the Heart, oh, who we didn't include in the rankings because they're not oh. grounds. In current ninth place, we have this one, maybe from only yesterday. I can't believe the fucking <laughs> threesome didn't in end up in this. Oh, this one then. This one. Ocean Waves. Grand from Ocean Waves. This one from Grand Ocean Waves. In eighth place, the grannies from only yesterday. Don't remember them. In seventh place, three Macbeths yeah. from. Porga Rosso. Yeah. Um, in sixth place, horrible accident. <laughs> and Berta from Keep Your Service. In fourth place, Miss Dora from Kiki's. Yeah, from Kiki's Delivery Service. In third place, Granny from My Neighbor Totoro. In second place, Nana Raccoon from Pompoko. Oh. Good man, strong man. And in first place, still the reigning champion, still the grand in my heart, Dola from Lapis Castle in the Sky. Oh, we don't know she's oh. a man, do we? But she's a man. She's a nurse, she's older. She's a grand. So Abby, where do you where do you want to put um that lady that runs the tribe? Runs the tribe, runs what, the tribe. The she's the wise woman. She's the wise woman. But she didn't have enough screen time to kind of make it into our hearts and yours. Um, yeah, she made it into the list. She makes it into the list by yeah. being by virtue of being an old woman. Um but in Kiki's, she's yeah. only <coughs> the first like two seconds. She made a very big impression on me. She's made it in the list, This list is bullshit. Oh my god, make your own list. No one has a go at you for your niche references. No one has given me a list, you don't trust me. We made our own list. Where's she going in the list? Come sorry, on. Sorry, sorry. Um, I'm going to say below the three Macbeths. Okay. I like the three Macbeths. Yeah, they were strong. Um, I mean, they're strong, they're very near the, the end. Yeah, they are. <laughs> okay, so... Shall I go for the ranks again for Grand National? I don't think so, I think we all know. We'll go straight on to... So I didn't cover this off in the middle. I did you have a brief mention earlier on about the donkey piss? Um, yeah. There's not there. a lot going on. Do you want to give us the, cur- do you give us the current video give me rankings? Uh, yeah, I will. Uh, so we've got at the bottom, Ocean Waves, fuck Ocean Waves, then Porco Rosso, <laughs> nothing, Grave of the Fireflies, Awkward Face, Totoro, Nuts, Only Yesterday, Pineapple and some Watermelon, <laughs> Whisper of the Heart, Ramen, good ramen, good. Yeah. Pompo loads of stuff, <laughs> lots of mentions of food, not a lot of sights. Tempo. Um, this is a, I mean, I don't know who came up with this list, but this <laughs> every film doesn't have much food. Kiki's delivery, Kiki's delivery, which is something like a, it's like a haddock and key lime. <laughs> um, and then Laputa with the big pork slices. <laughs> yeah, sandwich. I love. Um, what was the food in this movie? I flew in this movie. I had to like properly like go in with a magnifying glass. <laughs> rice and beef jelly. We've got some foodio in the market where they find the soup or donkey peas. Yeah. Rice, lots of rice. Um, seeds for the horse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then I've just written 
so much rice <laughs> and some meat circles. Like people in the, the love of meat circles. Circles of meat. And the beef jerky. And then the Which pieces, could also be pieces of bark. bark. <laughs> that definitely she peels it off the tree. Chews it up and she feeds peels it, it off the beef tree. <laughs> <laughs> the beef tree. <laughs> so by the guy, and then she chews it up. I haven't finished. Um, <laughs> no, I have finished. <laughs> <laughs> but. Ugh. There's big points for her chewing it up and feeding it to him like a starling. Um, <laughs> it's very good. Um, so this is going just underneath Whisper of the Heart's ramen mm. and just above only yesterday pineapple watermelon. Oh. oh. So yeah, just a little bit through time. I can't remember. I mean, I had watermelon watch. for dinner. Yeah, I mean, that's what she was very disappointed. No, that wasn't the pineapple. Oh, she was very disappointed with the pineapple. It wasn't ripe. So, oh, yeah, I, I know it's a food pun, but sometimes you get a bit of a gut feeling with these. Oh, so God. Next, oh, next ranking, oh, Ali. Okay. Next ranking. So. Guys, I'm joking with you. With those very important rankings out of the way, it's time to move on to the final ranking, which is the final ranking. Woo! So let's move on to the final ranking of the podcast, yes. So the current rankings are, and there's a theme here, in last place, uh, ninth place, Ocean Waves, Waves. eighth place, Porco Rosso, been robbed, seventh place, (laughs) Lapita Cast in the Sky, in sixth place, Only Yesterday, in fifth place, Grave of the Fireflies, in fourth place, Whisper of the Heart, in third place, My Neighbour Totoro, in second place, Kiki's Delivery Service, and the current champion in first place, still an upset, Pompoko. Where do you want to rank uh, Princess Monokio? Every week we read these out and I go, I don't remember ranking any of those. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you remember ranking Porco Rosso below Laputa, you bunch of idiots? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, agree. I... I think Laputa should be higher. I'm going back on that now, I think. Oh, I love Porco Rosso. Um, we can't do this again. So I, I'm going to go straight in that I think it's number one. Ooh. Give me your, give me your, your top one argument for what's better than... Well, and it comes Ooh. in straight away, hits you with a story, hits you with good characters, you know where it's going, visually it's stunning, like beat by beat, introducing to the characters that you see, everything's just so interesting and I love the world that they've created and it doesn't feel like anything is shown that is just wasteful, which sometimes you can have in a movie, but I feel like Totoro was just so much like filler, mm. which was nice, but I really just enjoyed mm. this way of telling the story. Yeah, I'm very here for like Japanese um, anime. Age. Oh, good. You oh. Can <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm very here for um, Japanese kind of um, historical. Tell me about those spirits. Yeah. Tell me about those gods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm here for. If there's any kooky, quirky characters in there yeah. as well, brilliant. Rattle those, your those heads. Those little butts. Those little, little butts. Yeah. Oh, it's a good audio, <laughs> audio sound for our listeners. We're on webcam too. I love, I love an audio <laughs> sound. So where's it going now? Where do you think it's going? Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm happy to go with where everyone else. I'd say anywhere <laughs> in the top three. Anywhere in the top anywhere three. Anywhere in the top three. Um, I'm um, with Mark. I think it's it's in first place. For yeah, me. number one. Okay. Uh, is everyone happy with it at number one? Yeah. I can't think of any reason why I wouldn't put it at number one. Yeah. Like, for everything about, like, like we said, I just think, and it's a cliche, I think, oh, it's just a different tier of, this is the thing though, because, like, Totoro is really good, and Pumpo is really good, and Geeky's is really good. Wow. But this just, like, 
It's I really good. I just think it sits, a, sits above really, them. It's really, really good. Yes. Too really. Um, <laughs> so if we're all happy to apprentice on Loki at the top, I think yes. we're going to slide it right in there. Oh, Yay! Could have done this in like three minutes. Um, <laughs> so, with that in mind, the current rankings, the new rankings, are ninth, tenth, tenth place, Ocean Waves. Ninth Ocean place, Waves. Porco Rosso. Eighth place, Lapis Catherine Sky. Seventh place, Only Yesterday. Sixth place, Brave the Fireflies. Fifth place, Whisper of the Heart. Fourth place, My Neighbor Totoro. Third place, Kiki's Delivery Service. Second place, Pompoko, just been oh. up to the top spot. And the new first place, Wait for Catbus. My, my Neighbor Totoro, it's really good. The ranking system is Winter's Mononoke. Woo! Why was My Neighbor Totoro? <laughs> my brain broke, my brain broke there slightly. Um, I mean, so what, what film we got next then? So we've got a weird one. Yeah. So, yeah. so next we have uh, a movie that I've never seen. I don't. I, mean, I only know certain things about. Um, it's so we haven't had a Takahata led movie for a minute, um, and this is an extremely Takahata movie. Um, the next movie we're watching is My Neighbors the Yamadas, um, which is a super different, di- super different type of movie. Very different animation style. Very different storytelling style. Um, so yeah, very excited to see what we think of this. Um, departure from I think what's going to be a very different movie to um, Monoloco mm. so yeah with that in mind we will see you next week um, Abby oh is that the time we've got a cat bus to catch yeah. Bye. 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 Bye.